Father, we will sing. We will sing of your love forever. We would give praise and glory and honor to you. Yes, Lord. The King of glory. To the Lord Almighty. We worship you, God, for who you are. So, God, this evening we declare an open heaven over this place and over the lives of your people. We declare, oh God, that you are moving in this place. We say, welcome, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. In this place, this revealed the heart of the Father to us. We bless you. Psalm 42 verse 1 says, As a deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O Lord. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go? And meet with my God. My tears have been my, my food day and night. While people say to me all the day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul to you. How I used to go to the house of God and, and under the protection of the Almighty One. With shouts of joy and praise and amongst the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For yet I will praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore I will remember you from the land of, of Jordan to the heights of Hermon, from the Mount of Mazar. Deep calls to deep. Yes, and the roar of your waterfalls, all the waves and the breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs his love, and at the night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. The writer of this psalm, psalmist writes it at a point in time when they've gone through many struggles and many challenges in their lives. But they've come to the place where they said, everything has come over me. And I'm looking for that place where I can find refuge in God. And, and it comes eventually to verse 5 and it says, My soul, why are you downcast? Why are you disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. He reminds himself what it felt like of being in the house of the Lord. He reminds himself of what it felt like being in the, in the tabernacle of the Most High God. And then he comes in and he says, Lord, your love directs me during the day and at the night your song yes. is with me a prayer to the God of my life I want you to understand in every season of our lives God is with us yes and 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 and, and like this uh, the psalmist starts off he says as a deer longs after the water streams so pants my soul after you he was saying God uh, I'm in a place where I need you to to fail me I need you to, to, to find that security. I need to find that nourishment. I do not know about you what the week has been like, but I, I know every time I come into the presence of the Lord, I'm refreshed. Hallelujah. I'm strengthened. Yeah. Amen. I'm renewed. Yes, Amen. And this is my prayer for you today, that you would always remember the encounters you have with God, because that's what the psalmist does. He reminds himself of what it felt like 
when he was in the presence of the Lord. He reminded himself of all the encounters he had with the Lord. So even when you go through those dark days and you go through the difficult days, you can remind yourself in the Lord. You can, you can, you can, you can encourage yourself in the Lord because he will do it again in your life. So Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, today we put our hope in you. Yes, Lord. Today we lift our voices in worship and in praise to an almighty God, to a great I am, to the all-sufficient one, to the one that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can think, ask, or even imagine. So, Father, today we want you, God, just to minister into the lives of your people. Father, we cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We bring into captivity every thought and every plan and every design of the enemy. We declare today that we are more than conquerors in and through Christ Jesus. We declare today that we, O oh God, are refreshed in your presence. We are strengthened in your presence. We are renewed in your presence. So God is like heaven to us. Your presence is like heaven to us. And so tonight we declare, we declare and we anticipate a divine exchange that will take place in this place where you give us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness that you, O God, are a renewer of our strength. You are a renewer of our faith. You are the renewer of our lives. You are the renewer of us, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. Show up in this place, Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit, reveal that which is on the heart of the Father today. Let us not never leave this place without encountering you. In Jesus' name, we bless you.
us right now, God. Cause if this is a glimpse of fear, we could know. I could
to God. The more I seek you.
more we find you, Lord, and the more I find you, the more I love you, Lord. The more I love you, the more we want to sit, I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand, lay back against you and breathe feel your heart this love this love is so deep it's more than I can stand I'm melting your peace it's overwhelming oh I want 
you take whatever you need right now father we lay it all down lord is mine come on let's be i want to want to be tried purified lord you take you take we just worship you God right now she on the robo
shall prosper. When the Lord goes before you, He stands beside you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. It may look, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded right now. But I'm surrounded by you. It may, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. 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 This is how I fight my oh Lord. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Your word is like a two-edged sword. It cuts asunder. It divides to the bone and to the marrow. That you said, oh God, in, the, in your word that we are the Lord's battle axe. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You said that we are your battle axe. Hey. That you said you are going to crush the rock into pieces. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you that obstacles are being removed right now in the name of Jesus. Stumbling blocks. Are being crushed in the name of Jesus. Father, that we declare that every hindrance in the life of your sons and daughters has been diminished and been obliterated in the name of Jesus. Every obstacle standing in front of them has been obliterated in the name of Jesus. Circumstances, people, oh God, complain, oh God, everything that is not in alignment with the purposes of God will be removed. Oh God, that you are making the crooked parts straight in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name. 
is running out to you. Prosperity is chasing you down. May the blessings of the Lord come upon you and overtake you. Hallelujah. May the blessings of the Lord come upon you and overtake you. Your cup runs over. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Where the plowman will overtake the reaper. This is the season. This is the season. This is the year where the plowman will overtake the reaper. That I'm here to say to you, harvest of the hills of harvest. Harvest of the hills of We honor and we bless you. We honor and we bless you. Father, we thank you. And we say and declare today, be it unto us according to your word. Be it unto us according to your word. And everybody that believes, say amen. Amen. And everybody that believes, say amen. Amen. When we say amen, we say, let it be done, Lord. Let it be done, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Amen. Thank you. Thanks to the worship team. Amen. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Amen. Amen. And thank God for what he's doing. Amen. I really believe that this is going to be a season where there'll be harvest upon harvest. Hallelujah. Though you sow in tears, you will reap with joy. Somebody says, though we sow in tears, we will reap with joy. Somebody says, joy comes in the morning. Amen. It's not when you open your eyes. It's when your morning begins. Amen. The Bible says, though troubles last for the night, joy comes in the morning. I'm here to say to you, your troubles are over. The night is over. Some of you have been living in the night season too long. Amen. And I'm here to announce today that God is saying he's moving you forward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If nobody else believes it, you believe it. Amen. Amen. Because you know what you need from the Lord. Amen. You know how you need God to show up. Yeah. You know God, uh, how, how God needs to move in your life. Yeah. And so we declare that the night season is over. Amen. Some of us have been, it seems like it's been night too long. Amen. And it seems like we've been crying too long. Amen. So tonight, it's the get up announcement. The trumpet is sounding. It's time to get up because joy is coming in the morning. Amen. And there is a new day that is dawning with new opportunities. Amen. Somebody say new opportunities. Amen. That's what I believe the Lord is going to begin to unleash to us. Amen. On Sunday, we were doing a, uh, during Bible college, we were doing a study on, on biblical stewardship. And, uh, and I know I spoke on Sunday morning on stewardship. So part of the lesson came out in the sermon. But I want to go to read with you just a few scriptures. <clears throat> on biblical stewardship to support that. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. By the nature of creation, God has full rights and ownership over everything he's created. Amen. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, giving God full ownership and create, uh, uh, over everything he has created. Deuteronomy chapter 10 verse 14 says, Indeed the heavens and the highest of heavens belongs to the Lord our God, and the earth and all that is in it. Amen? Indeed the heavens... And the highest of heavens belongs to the Lord. The earth and all that is in it belongs to the Lord. Psalm chapter 24 verses 1. It says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belongs to the Lord. Amen. So if we start to get an understanding that ownership is the Lord's. Everything is the Lord's. The scripture is clear in it that the heavens belong to him, the earth and all that is in it belongs to him. Right? Then it comes in and, and, and in 24 verse 1 it says, the world and everything that is in it belongs to the Lord. First Chronicles chapter 29 verse 14 says, for all things come from you, and of your own, we have been given by you. Amen. All things come from him. All that we have need of, your hand has provided. Great is your faithfulness. We sing the song. But it's based on the scripture that everything that we have comes from the Lord. You see, if you want to remove the pressure of your life, you start to realize that all I am is a steward and he's the owner. And every time there's a lack, the owner has a responsibility 
to ensure supply. Come on. If you believe that you have to supply, then every time there's a lack, you're under pressure. Why do you live under pressure when it is not your responsibility to supply? If the earth is the Lord's and everything that is in it, it's he is under obligation to supply, to nurture, to provide. Haggai chapter 2 verses 8 says, The silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord. Amen. The earth belongs to the Lord, the silver, the gold. The beer's minds may think they own the, the land and they own whatever extract comes from the land, but the earth is the, and the fullness. There are still some things that have not been mined. The fullness that it all belongs to the Lord. I'm here to say to you today, when we understand we are stewards and we are not owners, we will manage the resources a whole lot better. Amen? The only thing is we have to get out of the, our mindset, the thinking that we have in this world. The problem with many of us is we approach our Heavenly Father like how we approach all of our natural matters. We approach our heavenly father like how we approach our natural father. And we haven't understood that he is a good, good father. He's an awesome father. He is a forgiving father. He is a loving father. He is a kind father. He is a chastising father. He is a disciplinarian father. He loves you. The Bible says whom he loves. He chastises. He doesn't say spanky, spanky, you know. He chastises. Chastising is not, come here. Naughty, naughty, no, no. No, 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 it's a whackers, you feel it. Amen. You feel it even after everyone's left the room. It's still, the sting is still there. So no more spanky, spanky. It's really chastising. Whom he loves. Why? We don't display, we don't display love when we fail to di discipline. That's a lack of love when you fail to discipline. I was looking today and, uh, and as I was thinking about what to share and I was just going over some past prophetic words that have been spoken over us as a church. And uh, I picked up a few um, that, 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 that really dates really back. Dates, some of them date back to 2017. Some date back to 2015. And I know Bishop Kyoko from, from Kenya made this statement. He says, this is the word of the Lord for, for PHM. He says, there's going to be a mighty wave of revival. The church will become a springboard for revival. This is a season for a new beginning. And every time there is a prophetic move, there will be revival. The prophetic word will bring revival alive. Amen. 
and he says, and the word that he continued saying, he says, there will be those that are like the Kohatites and the Levites in the house of the Lord. They will be those that will take care of the house of the Lord. God is raising up those that will be like the sons of Kohath and Levites that will take care of the house. And then he says, there are three things that will ignite revival. There must be a man or a woman who desire to see revival in their lives. God doesn't do anything without desire. Desire is a strong longing for God or for something. The gap between success and failure is desire. And then he goes on and he said, we need men of God. There is no revival without men of God or women of God. God connects his power through people. Elijah and Elisha were used to usher in a revival in their season. And then he says the third thing that will ignite revival is we must be kingdom seekers. Amen? That God will begin to show up. Pastor Alfred, also, also from Mombasa in, in Kenya, he, he, he spoke about these things and, and, and he cautioned us. He says there will be no revival without prayer. Prayer, there needs to be a prayer that will cause revival. And the prayer that will cause revival is not a normal prayer. People of prayer are men and women of faith. People of prayer may so seem crazy, but they have a bright future. He says offense is a distraction to revival. When you are offended, you cannot receive a word and you cannot pray. And he says three things that offense will bring. He cautions us. And so I want to read the nice ones and I want to read the caution. He says three things that offense will bring. Offense will make others take your place. Like in the case of Elijah. When Elijah got offended, God replaced him. Offense will keep the doors to your deliverance shut. And the last thing is, offense will make you die in the prison. Isn't that powerful? When, when, I, when I started to, to look at this, I said, Lord, uh, there's so much in this. Then I want to read with you, uh, with you one more. And this was a prophetic word by Pastor Chris Matuta. He says, the prophetic picture for PHM is a picture of a tree that has branches, fruitful branches, a strong trunk. And these branches stretch forth, and it will have height and depth, length and width, when the sons understand that you are sons in the house. When you make the business of this house, the house of God, to be your business, then the house will have impact. The depth and the house of, of uh, the, the depth and the height is built on the spirit of honor. And he goes on to say, he says, there, there will be generational blessings out of this house. God will stir up the gifts of people in their lives. The gift that was given by the grace of God for purpose will be released in this house, and the gifts will make room for people. Amen. Every time 
every time I am trusting God for direction about something, I go back and I look at the prophetic words that have been spoken. And I say, God, there are some that I see come to pass. There are some that I see coming to pass. But there's some that will come to pass. And we are trusting God that it will eventually find fruition. It will find a place where it will come to pass and it will begin to be fulfilled even in our lives and even in the lives of people. So this is a very, very key thing for all of us to understand that there are things that God is doing that he's already started. There are things that he will continue. There are things that he will start even in the future. When I look at this, I spent the day just pondering upon this and allowing it to just begin to minister because I know our God is intentional. I know our God is deliberate. And I know the scripture that says, do warfare with the word that has been spoken over your life. And I believe that there, when there are seasons when God wants to do something, he will bring a word back to our remembrance like he would do in the days of Mordecai when the Lord will disturb the sleep of the king. Let him open the book of the Chronicles and let a story be read to him that will remind him of something that was done. And I want you to understand when we go back and we revisit the prophetic words that God has spoken over our lives, you know, there's many prophetic words. There's been prophetic words that, the, that, that, that there is a golden oil that will flow out of on this house, in this house, that, that they see the, the Lord beginning to fill the house with golden oil. The, the very foundations of it will be built on gold. And, there, and gold is really about a very divine pure nature that's what it speaks about it's not just about wealth it's it really is about the divine whenever god wanted to clothe when when they made implements in the in the in the tabernacle and in the ark all some of it had to be made of wood but it will be overlaid with gold it means of how the divinity will cover humanity it there's there is a whole element of it and when we speak about golden oil we know the study that we did if, uh, on the golden oil how god says that there will be the oil that will be filled into it and you know the purest of oil the uh, olive oil when it, when it comes the color of it is golden and, 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 and God is saying it will ensure that the lampstands will constantly have light. So there is, there is the light of God that will come in this house. And then when we talk about the light of the, of the uh, light that is in the house, it is the anointing. But more than the anointing, there is a, the light. The Bible says, my word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. When God lights up, it, it begins to say, I'm illuminating the word over your life, that there will be fresh revelation in this house. I want to remind you of this. Because we must never get distracted in all of our getting. Let us come back to the things that remind us of what God's mandate of our life is. That we don't lose 
uh, that we're not just doing church, but we're understanding there's an unfolding of it. I, I, we are seeing sons emerge in the house. And I believe that there are more sons and daughters that are emerging in the house. And the language sons include men and women, right? So the, the, when we see sons emerging in the house, it will begin to, to, to find, we will begin to find the expression of all that God has. And I want you to understand when you start serving in the house of the Lord, your gift will start to make room for you. Amen. Not only in, in terms of your career, in terms of your life, but your gift will make room for you even in the house of God. Start to work in the house of God. Don't just be stagnant. Find something and get it done. Amen. There's always things to be done. There, but but we, we, it's not the time of saying, Pastor, tell me what to do. It's about time to identify it. That's where the gift makes room for you. And you start to exercise the gift that God has given to you. When we have more people in this church uh, beginning to allow their gifts work for them, the church will begin to grow. I, I, I said this in our men's fellowship on Saturday, that the reality is as Potter's House grows, we have to duplicate ourselves. Amen? That means there have to be more leaders that emerge. There are more people that are serving, more people... I believe in, in, in the next five to ten years, there will be more people that will be pastorally involved. There will be more people that will be operating in fivefold ministry giftings. I believe that. I believe there are more people that will serve on different leadership capacities within the house. So you, if you believe that that's the desire of the Lord in your heart, Remember, you cannot desire a fivefold ministry gift, but you can desire another spiritual gift, the gift of administration, the gift of, of, of healings. All of those things you can desire. And so we need to start to begin to move and activate those gifts in us. I'm really excited about what I believe God has in store for us. But again, it brings us back to our topic that we started on, on Sunday. Be a steward. Be a good steward. One of the things that I learned coming into full-time ministry was, and even starting ministry, we know what it meant to pioneer. That means to start a ministry from nothing, from just with the word, from word of the Lord. But nothing just happens. You've got to go out and do something. And I learned something even coming into full-time ministry is that I don't have a boss that sits on my shoulder or comes in the morning and tells me this, 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 this you have to do. My boss speaks to me in my dreams. And then he asks me to execute it. But it's harder to pull it out of the air. It's okay, with the other boss, he'll tell you there's the job, there's the file, do it. This boss, he speak and you have to do. And when you do, it creates. Is it? And I had to learn that I couldn't wake up every day just thinking, what am I going to do today? I had to get up every day thinking, Lord, what are you asking me to do? And do it and execute it. And, and sometimes the longer I took doing things, 
the longer it took for things to get done. But I'm here to say to you today, there are still avenues of ministry that still has to be done in this house that cannot be reached without you. You are the branches. I believe that there are branches that are going to go over the walls, beyond the boundaries of this church, beyond the boundaries of our community and our city. Amen? Beyond the boundaries of our country. I believe that. But the reality is it's going to be fruitful. You know what it means? The branches go over the walls. It's like your neighbor's avocado pear tree that stretches over your yard and the fruit hangs in your yard. Whose fruit is it? I'm, you can sort that out with your neighbor. I'm not going to answer it. I grew up with the thinking is it's occupying airspace. And I, you know, I pay for the land and the airspace. But you can work it out. But the reality is that I believe there is a, a spirit of fruitfulness in this house that wherever you go, God will begin to cause to multiply in your hand and through your life things that will change environments around us. Let's just bow our heads together. Father, we love you. We adore you. We glorify and lift you up. Lord, we do not take for granted all that you have said, all that you are saying and doing. As we remember these prophetic words, we remember these men of God, Reverend Chris, Bishop Kyoko, Pastor Alfred, and we bless them for releasing a word over our lives. Now, Lord, as custodians of the word, we say like Mary did, be it unto us, according to your word. Lord, I pray today, we sense a weight of your presence. We sense a weight of your glory every time we get in this place. And we know that there is definitely something happening in the spirit realm. Help us to navigate this place. Because we have not been this way before. Help us understand and discern the, the spiritual demand for each one of us. That today, Lord, each one that is in this house, this anointing, this glory is not for one person or a group of people. It's for everyone that is in this house. You don't manifest yourself without a purpose and without a reason. Now, Lord, move. Now, Lord, move. Establish what you are establishing. Build what you are building. Do what you are doing. 
we submit to your will. We submit to your way. We submit to your leading. We say, have your way in us. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Amen. You blessed today.